0: To say it's always a cosmic connection when you meet someone in a crop circle. That's where I first met Barbara in Wiltshire. Right, Barbara? We, you were leaving. I was coming into the crop circle and I recognize her because she's a big figure in the UFO community. And then she had friends there who I knew from New York. And, and um, it's crop circles are a cosmic language. And to me that the borders of that it's a sign of our cosmic connection, Barbara. So um, I'm happy. I'm happy you're here. You look great. And thank you. You, you are a, a, an expert in regressions, and you've um, worked with thousands of people, bringing them back to their ET contacts. And it's become a reality for many people because of you. And your work is about expanding the human mind, human consciousness. You're, you're not afraid to step outside the box and say <laughs> what else is possible for this human consciousness. And, and I quote you somewhere in this book that I'm writing that we are much more than we have been told and we have to start mm. to expand into that reality. So thank you, Barbara Lamb for joining us today. And What are you going to be talking about? Or you can just go into it. It's
1: okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for inviting me, Sheila and Alan. And I am delighted to be part of this wonderful event. I think this is a very significant contribution to humanity that you are letting people know about the walk-in phenomenon and all the beautiful souls that have taken a huge risk, I think, uh, to come in, uh, be part of this human life on earth. I give tremendous thanks and and congratulations to all of the walk-ins, every one of them whom I've met and whom I'm hearing at this wonderful conference. Are such enormous contributors. And you know, I think it's really brave for a soul who's been in another realm, another frequency, uh, sometimes in a specific extraterrestrial life. Anyway, they all come from really different realms that are so different than our realm here in physical reality on earth. It must take tremendous courage to do that, to leave where they are and to come into a body with a mutual soul exchange and then pick up the life of that person and go through all the infirmities, the various kinds that that person had and get those all cleared up. That's a mighty feat in itself. And then to be able to go on and do the service that they came here to do. So blessings, blessings, good wishes to all of the Mm walk-ins. So I would like to say that I am not personally a walk-in but I have known several walk-ins and I have professionally worked with some Walkins to some extent and I admire them greatly. So I'll just tell a little bit about my background. Um, I have been a licensed psychotherapist for a long time now, since 1976. And boy, have I had experiences in doing this work. And then in the mid-1980s, I began training as a past life regression therapist. I was associated with a wonderful group called the Association for Past Life Research and Therapies. And I had five years of excellent training with them and conducted a lot of past life regressions on my colleagues in training under supervision, and then had lots of regressions done on me during that training. And ever since that training, I occasionally have a regression done on me, which usually uh, takes me into various past life experiences. Uh, So that was all integrated into part of my psychotherapy practice Um, and then um, in 1991 it happened that people started coming to me uh, people who had had experiences with what we call extraterrestrial beings so one person came and after six sessions and six regressions to various ET experiences, she realized that she felt privileged and honored to be part of this phenomenon, that these beings, a number of different kinds of extraterrestrial beings had chosen her to work with and actually to help. She had been healed by a couple of them. So that was very encouraging to me Uh, realizing that, oh, okay, I could use the regression therapy techniques with that event too, uh, the extraterrestrial experiences. Well, I thought that was probably all that would happen along that line. But another person came a few months later, and another, and another, and another. And by now, it's been at least 2,030 people whom I have regressed to details of some of their extraterrestrial encounters. And some of those people were able to come for uh, many sessions, they lived close enough to me in Southern California, and uh, they came for quite a number of regressions. In fact, one person came for 60 different regressions over a period of 12 years, and each one was to a separate extraterrestrial encounter. Well, of course, that really opened my mind tremendously, and I was growing into more and more spiritual awareness as well during all of those years. And then I began to meet some people whom I intuitively amazingly, uh, recognized as hybrids, that is, extraterrestrial human hybrids. And I got to know some of those people individually and in a gathering. And then in 2015, uh, a wonderful man from England, McGill Mendonca, contacted me. We talked about the hybrids at length and then decided and proceeded to write a book about the ET human hybrids. And we call that book, Meet the Hybrids, the Lives and Missions of ET Ambassadors on Earth. So we featured eight different hybrids who were here to give service to humanity And that leads me to the subject of walk-ins, because walk-ins are also definitely here to assist, to enlighten, to raise the consciousness of humanity. So in 1990, I had my first awareness that there is such a thing as a walk-in. The circumstances were that I was at a past life therapy conference. And over breakfast one day, uh, one of my past life therapy colleagues was talking about a situation that she was working with with a client. And that client was a woman who was complaining vigorously because she had allergies to almost everything here on earth and it started very subtly that she had all these allergies so they did counseling they did therapy uh, they did regression work and in the regression work they found out that she had all these allergies because she had been a walk-in coming from a non-physical realm Uh, did the soul exchange with a woman, human woman who was here. And that was a part of the tremendous adjustment that she had of being allergic to almost everything as a newcomer. And as she learned more and more about where she had come from and her true nature as a walk-in, gradually these allergies began to diminish fade away and eventually disappeared. Well, I was really fascinated without accounting and sort of began to keep a lookout in my life and also in my therapy practice for anybody else who might possibly be a walk-in. I figured if there was one, there were probably more, which indeed oh is certainly true. So that was wonderful to um, realize about all of that. So a few years later in 1995, I had a therapy client. Uh, She was a woman who was in a same sex marriage with another woman and they came as a couple. They were both quite baffled Because they wondered why this woman, who was my main client in that couple, they wondered why she had suddenly one night changed dramatically from the type of person she had been to a whole different person. So they could not figure out what happened, and it was really baffling them. Uh, So we did a regression to that night when suddenly everything seemed to change for the woman. And what came up was that she had done a soul exchange with another woman who had been living here. And she did that in the middle of the night when she suddenly sat up in bed, bolt upright, totally awake and making unusual noises as if something extreme was happening to her. And then she, from then on, acted very confused and thought, why am I here? And what is this all about? Some of that she articulated and a lot of that she just simply thought and wondered about. From then on, that woman looked the same that she had looked before this change, but she was a totally different personality and had completely different motivations in life. So the original person who was the walk out uh, had been uh, very materialistically oriented. Uh, very status-seeking, very career-minded in the business world. And the walk-in was so different. She wanted to be of service to people. She quit that job very soon. It just did not fit her anymore. And very soon, uh, she went into training to be a hypnotherapist. She had a tremendous desire to help people on a deeper level. She didn't want to have to do all the years of education to become a psychotherapist and become licensed as a psychotherapist, but she felt that she could reach people in a profound way through her hypnotherapy, which she proceeded to do. She wanted to help people to realize who they really were and to make the changes that they wanted to make in life. So this woman, doing her hypnotherapy training and getting more in line with what she came to do, she had difficulty keeping up with everyday aspects of life uh, and keeping up with her fair share of the relationship. So things like cooking and doing dishes and cleaning and buying groceries and things of that sort, you know, were just so new, so foreign to her. And here she was really aiming for being of as much service as she could, that she would just simply not do uh, those tasks that were part of the relationship. And problems began to develop in the relationship. They did get through that, fortunately, with the counseling and with further realizations about this woman. So regressions that we did showed that she had uh, chosen to walk into that particular person uh, because the partner, the woman partner, of that person was very open-minded and would be likely to eventually understand and to accept that she was a walk-in. Now this woman who was a walk-in, occasionally, it really surprised me, but occasionally she would leave her body, usually at night, but once in a while during the daytime Well her partner was at work, she would leave her body, and she would go to a spaceship out in space and be with the extraterrestrials, who she felt were her real family, and on the spaceship, she would immediately become a male commander of that UFO she would be the pilot of that UFO. So in the regression, she had some experiences of being this big male extraterrestrial commander and the experience of flying the spaceship in that male extraterrestrial body. And then she would come back after a few hours of doing that and resume her life as the walk-in in the body of the woman she had walked into. So that was really interesting and I learned a number of things from working with her. I learned that extraterrestrials can exchange souls with a human and live as a human and adapt. To being a human being. That's quite a bit of adaptation. And I learned that a soul in doing an exchange can change gender when walking into a human body. And I learned that the soul can walk in and be here most of the time and then go back and forth from this life to the life it had come from, and then come back and function here, could function there and then function here, all the same soul doing this, and then I learned that the extraterrestrials whom she had come from sometimes came here and visited her here for a brief period of time, And when they would come here, they would coach her in her life here and in her work and encourage her in being a very effective hypnotherapist. I also learned that the human partner of a walk-in could adapt to and accept that walk-in, accept that the partner had really changed extremely profoundly. In so many cases of walk-ins, the original relationship that the person here had had no longer is viable because the walk-in, the new soul, is so different and has such a different agenda that that union is no longer appropriate. But in this particular case, it worked out that the partner of the walk-in was able to adapt, understand, and accept that her partner was now very different and was actually another soul from somewhere else. That was wonderful that she could do that. So my learning went on, and eventually, in 1998, I was in a conference in the state of Wyoming, and at that conference, I happened to meet the parents of a young woman, and the young woman had changed suddenly and drastically, and the parents were full of wondering what on earth that was about. They had never known anything like that. They had no friends whose children had changed. so drastically and so suddenly. So the daughter had been very involved in a financial career. And then suddenly, one day, she was different. She spoke of wanting very much to open a metaphysical bookstore where she could have writings of lots of metaphysical, spiritual subjects, and where she could teach spirituality and metaphysics. So the parents were amazed that the daughter had changed so much, but fortunately, they supported her in that. And in talking with the parents, I suggested that I wondered if her daughter might possibly be a walk-in and I explained a little bit about walk-ins as I knew about it at that time and this whole concept made sense to them even though they had not heard of walk-ins before that so at the same conference they introduced me to the daughter in question and we had conversations and I regressed her and we found out that she had come from being an extraterrestrial and living on a spaceship. And uh, she was aware of humans and that humans, so many of them, most of them, were really unaware of their own spirituality, of their own souls, of their own basic Nature, and as an extraterrestrial, she thought, you know, that's sad. That's inadequate. That's not okay. That that all these humans are going through their lives without that awareness of who they really are. So she looked around and found a woman to do the soul exchange with, uh, who happened to be the daughter of these parents and she did the walk-in process. So after she walked in and showed very intense interest in raising consciousness and teaching metaphysics and spirituality, she did go ahead with the support of her parents and open a bookstore. And the bookstore had a very nice sizable meeting room so that she could teach the classes she wanted to teach, and a lot of her information about spirituality and metaphysics actually came from her fellow extraterrestrial beings. She brought a lot of that knowledge with her, which she wanted to impart to human beings. So we had another regression months later, and That regression took her to uh, one of her teaching sessions at her metaphysical bookstore, a nighttime class she was teaching. And during the teaching, she looked out the window and she saw standing there a tall, thin man. So she was teaching and looking at her students and then she would look out the window several times and finally she recognized that that tall, thin man outside the window was not only an extraterrestrial, but was her personal extraterrestrial father. So she was delighted and ran out of the classroom, excused herself. I have to take a break. Went out and met with her extraterrestrial father. And they had several minutes of talking together, and he was congratulating her on getting on with her mission. And they had a very loving encounter, very encouraging encounter. And then she went back into the class to resume her teaching. But before she went back, he said, don't worry. I come frequently to check on you. Sometimes you will be aware of me, and sometimes you will not, but you are never out of my sight and my awareness, and I am supporting you in being here on earth and doing your work. So, of course, she was delighted and affirmed, and he, the father, was very pleased that she was here successfully doing what she came to do. Now, moving ahead in the early 2000s in San Fernando Valley, California, uh, I was taken by a friend to meet someone she thought would be of real interest for me. I didn't know anything about this woman we were going to meet, but I met her, and she was a woman who was probably in her young or mid-30s. And we met in that woman's home. And she, obviously, right from the very beginning moment, was very spiritually minded. And she actually wore a long, flowing white robe and a cross on a chain around her neck. And she had walked in and had been aware of it by that time. She had walked in. Only a few months earlier, but she was already going about her work here on Earth. She was already holding spiritual services in their home, not not in a church. And she was teaching spiritual classes and coaching people individually in developing their spirituality. She had changed to vegetarianism and had given up drinking and given up smoking. So she had really gone through some drastic changes after walking in. Well, as you can imagine, she was having big problems with her husband. That is the husband of the original person, the walk-out person. Because, of course, when you come in as a walk-in, you inherit the life of the person you walked in and exchanged with. You not only walk into their body, but you work into their entire life. And whoever is in their life, whatever their life is about, you take on the habits of, of the original person until you find your way. To have your own habits. So, that couple previously, before the walk-in exchange, had been part of a real rowdy motorcycle group. We could call it a motorcycle gang. And they were rough and tumble, and every weekend they would go out as a big gang of motorcycle couples, make a lot of noise, kick up a lot of dust. Hoop and holler and they would drink and they would smoke and carouse around and they loved it. It was absolutely fun for them. So that's how the husband was. But now she had changed and she was gentle and she was Jesus loving. She was spiritual. She meditated. She spent a lot of time praying and teaching and coaching. So her husband, of course, was totally baffled and just couldn't handle this new way she was. Had no concept of what had happened. He just knew that it was really hard to take. So at the point when I met her, she knew that she would have to end that marriage which is very typical for many, many walk-ins. So in 1918, uh, I'm sorry, 2018 or so, I met a woman who was doing a very unique form of physical healing work. She seemed like a really wonderful person who was here very much for service, very, very eager to help other people and she was developing new unheard of healing techniques and she was even teaching those techniques to other people so that they could be of help as well and she had discovered that she was a walk-in. She discovered this by working with various mentors and shamanic people And it took quite a while to realize what a walk-in was or that that's what that newness, that differentness in her was about. So the body that she had walked into already had some pretty severe physical problems. And she tried many, many ways to deal with them Some of those ways worked, some of them didn't, but gradually she found herself developing her own ways of healing that body. And when she came to me, uh, she wanted to know the details of her soul exchange that she realized that she had done. She wanted to know the details of her walk in experience and she wanted to know where she had come from before she did the walking in. So we did a regression and she found that she had come to be part of this planet in order to help people to wake up and realize who they really are fundamentally as spiritual beings ongoing, everlasting beings, although they have temporary lifetimes. And she said, they, all the people around her, think that they are just people. But she realized in this regression that they are really just energy, conscious energy. So she and others where she came from, she realized in this regression, are waves of energy. Waves of energy flowing as one, not as separate waves of energy. That where she came from, they were all thinking as one until one would break away and go to another planet and another system like she did. But she knew that still she was part of the overall one, even though here in a seemingly separate physical body. And I emphasize seemingly separate. Because we are all one. Anyway, she had, before walking in, felt, as she described, a pulling of her, a request coming from planet Earth, a call for help, a cry for help. And she realized that some people on Earth were waking up to reality, waking up to who they really are. And she wanted to be part of the energy of that waking up. So she did the walk-in. But before she walked in, she had more of a sense of who she was in that other realm that she and her colleagues did not have bodies but they were vibrating frequencies with full consciousness so as you can see it was a huge change for her to leave that realm that way of being and coming to earth and into a physical body which seems like a separate physical body So it's wonderful that she had heard the cry from the woman on earth who wanted to be released from her physical body. And she had the sense that vibration and prayer came to her and to the woman who was crying out to leave her body on earth. So they made a soul agreement for the woman's soul to leave at a particular moment and for my client's soul to come into her and continue her life with the new consciousness with her, the new much more encompassing awareness of who we really are. So the woman who left her body in that soul exchange had gotten everything that her soul needed in life. And she was unhappy. She had so many physical problems. And she was dying. And she, in her lifetime here, was very, very closed-minded. So my client, the walk-in, wanted to wake up her body and her consciousness and then live in that body, and then wake up other people here on Earth. The soul exchange she found out in that regression happened on an Arcturian ship. My walk-in went into the woman's body through the top of her head, and the woman who walked out left through her chest all at the same moment by mutual agreement. So then, right after the walk-in moment, um, my walk-in client found herself sitting up, bolt upright in bed, in the woman's bed, and she immediately forgot who she had been. She just didn't know what was going on. She was very confused. And she began to remember things that were wired into the woman's, the walkout mind and in her life. And gradually over time, she adapted to living the life of that woman was very hard for her to change from being an infinite, free-flowing spirit without a physical body to being confined in this physical body, especially in a body that needed so much healing. But gradually, she found ways to heal herself and to develop her work and do her work And uh, not only the physical healing work, but her even more true work of waking people up to who they really are. Now, this woman had another regression with me another year. And in that regression, she was at home. It was in the daytime. And she was taken in what she described as sparkling light taken up through the roof of the house and through the air and onto a spaceship. And she had more physical healing by the extraterrestrial beings there. And she had clarification about her mission here on Earth. She also seemed to have a sense of knowing, already knowing, those extraterrestrial beings somehow from long ago. So it was a very happy, fulfilling experience to be with them. Not frightening at all, not painful, just enlightening, wonderful, and helpful. And um, so she has continued very effectively uh, with her work here on Earth. So there are the people that I have worked in or worked with who are walk-ins. And I'm assuming that there are many other walk-ins among us here in humanity without our realizing it. Fortunately, uh, Sheila has gathered this Excellent group of walk ins this weekend for us to hear from them and to learn so much more about it. I personally think it is brilliant that a soul can incarnate here for service without having to be born as a baby, going up through childhood, teenagers, young adulthood, and so forth. Um, before being able to get into their true work. I think it's very efficient, makes a lot of sense that a soul who really wants to be here for service can kind of take a shortcut, shall we say, by doing the soul exchange with a person who's already adult and therefore be able to adapt and get on much more quickly with doing the work that they came to do. I think it is blessed and truly a mutual agreement. I think the whole walk-in phenomenon is part of the greater divine plan. Thank you very much. And if there are any questions, I would certainly be happy to entertain those. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Let me see if the worst questions. But what's your conclusion about this? I'm curious, Barbara. Um, is this a phenomenon you think will increase as our vibration starts to um, accelerate here on planet Earth? Because you work with lots of people.
1: Yes. Well, I think that <clears throat> the walk-ins and the ET human hybrids, both of these wonderful groups of people are here to help us accelerate in our understanding who we are and are developing more spirituality. I mean, we are spiritual beings, but it's amazing how many millions of people, I would guess, do not think of themselves that way. I mean, so many people I have met don't even think that there will be any kind of awareness whatsoever after physically dying. Mm-hmm. And therefore, many people are afraid of death because it's hard to consider to even conceive of not being here anymore. So I I guess that that there are millions of people, even people of faith around the world who really don't think that there's anything to us other than the physical body, and yet there is. And through all the past life therapy work I have done and many past life experiences that I've had that I know of, um, it is is so absolutely convincing to me that, that we are ongoing continuing souls We are soul consciousness, and we do have many, many different experiences. So it uh, is part of the acceleration that I think is happening, the enlightening uh, that's happening within humanity, thank goodness. Thank God (laughs) Uh, that um, these walk-ins are really helping with the accelerating. Well, of our well, well, awareness, our consciousness
0: someone asks Catherine, is uh, it known where the walk-in goes just to the other side or does it differ from case to case? I guess that's the when someone oh, where the out. walk out goes yeah, the walk out Yeah,
1: yeah that part I, I do not know very much about, but I am trusting that um, wherever they go, those souls go after leaving. Mm-hmm. Their physical body, that um, there mm. is a reason why they go where they go, and that mm. they are all right. Um, in mm. fact, I trust that they are much better off mm. having left this body, which was more and more, in many mm. cases, ill and dysfunctioning. Well, so maybe- I think that we can assume that when a soul walks in to a physical human body, that the walk out is released from the life and from the body they no longer want to be in and is in a much better condition. I hope that some of the walk-ins this weekend will give a little bit more knowledge about that than
0: whatever I know. Well, maybe Sheila can talk about that later in the day at the end of where the questions and answers um And then I have a a comment by Hildegard, who's one of the presenters here. She says, wow, Barbara Lamb, I have shivers all over my body for I believe I was on an Octorian ship also during the walk-in procedure. Thank you so much for sharing your insights. Everything you are saying resonates so very much with my experience. If you are still accepting clients, I'd love to have a regression hypnotic session. How can I connect (laughs) with you?
1: I would be happy to do that, Hiligard.
0: So yes, I'm people... still
1: doing that regression work still. Absolutely. And
0: how how love can it. people connect with you, then, about that, about doing...
1: Okay. Um, they could go to my website, which is uh, barbara lamb regressions.com barbara lamb Right. Okay, I have one more I would question. Like Maybe, to,
0: yeah, go ahead, yes, yes. Yeah, I would ahead.
1: just like to mention that um, I have other interests as well. Wow. <laughs> um, they all connect tremendously. Um, for instance, I've been a crop circle researcher for 27 years, uh, going every summer to England, uh, to the part of the crop circle country and to visit I've visited a few thou- couple of thousand crop circles, and I've written a book called Crop Circles Revealed, which has um, not only my factual information and many, many, many photographs of crop circles, but also channeled information, channeled by Judith Moore from an 11th dimensional being And then because of my extraterrestrial encounters, I've done so many of, um, I wrote a book called um, Alien Experiences with 25 different case studies, different kinds of events with different kinds of extraterrestrial beings. And then in 2015 with Miguel Mendonca, I wrote Meet the Hybrids, the Lives and Missions of the E.T. Ambassadors on Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, um, I have just completed with uh, uh, Mary Edwards a book primarily for children about children's experiences with extraterrestrial beings. And these uh, children's experiences come right from my direct work with children, Mm -hmm. and also Mm -hmm. my regression work with adults who, in the regressions, in some cases, go back to their own childhood experiences Mm -hmm. with extraterrestrials. So that book is at a publisher right now, not available quite yet, but it is called uh, Real Life Adventures with uh, E.T. Friends in Space. Uh, That is coming. Forthcoming, hopefully within the next year.
0: Great. I have one more question. Then Sheila can jump in. Um, just, and this is a question I actually never thought about. Are ET hybrids the same as Star Seeds? I, I wonder about that. I think they are. But what do you think?
1: Well, yeah. Um, you know, I. We we can delineate them, or we cannot delineate them. I think. Uh, I think they're. Uh, Very, very similar. The understanding I have so far, and that can always develop further, um, is that the hybrids, ET human hybrids, actually have physical genetics in their bodies from not only one extraterrestrial species, but in some cases several different extraterrestrial species. Now, okay, so that's the hybrids we're talking about. Um, But with the um, starseeds, they may or may not have, in fact, I think they probably do not have actual physical genetics from the extraterrestrial beings, but they do have a great deal of connection with certain extraterrestrial species, the very benevolent species, And there are many really benevolent, loving, extraterrestrial species, and some we would not call loving and benevolent, but um, I'm aware of many, many ET species who are benevolent and very, very caring about humanity and about planet Earth. So the starseeds um, have a real relationship with them and in many cases, perhaps, were that type of extraterrestrial being in previous lifetimes. Mm,
0: Great. Sheila, anything you want to add? I just
1: have one question for Barbara. Were you talking about my regression, or is there somebody that I have such a a kinship with? (laughs) I was. I was. (laughs) wait a minute, that sounds really familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I didn't want to give your name without your permission, but um, I thought that uh, the regressions that you did with me were just so interesting and helpful. Um, I think they were helpful to you and they certainly were helpful to me too, in my understanding of the whole walk-in phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so very much. I appreciate <laughs> now it. Now I'm outed. I'm outed. <laughs> or you are outed. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Um, so do you have any final comments that you'd like to make? And you want to share your well, website again with people? Yes. I, I just want to add my congratulations to those of you who are walk-ins and have chosen to take the huge leap and make the incredible adjustments to being here on earth. And I thank you for caring that much about humanity that you have taken this big risk of being here. We need you so much. We have such a divided world so many opposing factors, uh, so many dysfunctions, and we really, as humanity, need help. I think we can do better than this, and with beings like you coming and helping Mm -hmm. us, we're going to make it. We're going to make it into a better way of living and a more encompassing uh, all inclusive consciousness. So thank you, all of you all, all of you are who are being here for service in whatever way you are here.
0: Wow, Barbara, you're so sweet. How nice that is. Um, you are a revolutionary. And I think <laughs> what you're bringing in with your open mindedness is part of the evolution of who we are, why we're all here. And so thank you for you being so um, vulnerable and open and sharing who you are too.
1: Thank you. you know, it, it's interesting. Thank you, Helen. It's, it's interesting from my point of view to be me because um, I have wonderful people in my life And I always have. And most of them really just do not think in these terms and don't really want to know about these things. You know, it's enough to just deal with everyday life, earn a living, keep up a home, have a family, have relationships, etc., Um, save for retirement. I mean, my goodness, we have a lot of challenges, health challenges and everything else. Um, But anything that can get out any information such as you were bringing out this weekend um, to anybody who will share with anybody else is all to the good. I think it's very important. And Alan... You have so many ways of of sharing with people publicly and uh, Sheila more and more. I mean, it it is beautiful, wonderful. I am thrilled. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I just want to add what you're doing, what, what this whole conference is doing is it's shifting a kind of sense of who we are as soul beings, like to see how vast we are, to see, or it's just like a doorway to, um, to realizing we are so much more than just earth beings. I mean, the earth yeah. is a great place, but in a sense, the soul is not of the earth. It's of a, of a greater cosmos. And this is part of the new, ways of understanding that we're we are moving into as a new time, a new era. So thank you for being one of the revolutionaries here, Barbara. And be in touch and we'll see you later today, right? You'll be on the panel as well. Okay.